1: The Around the NFL Podcast. Dab on them folks.
2: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wesseling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. Thursday, fun, fun, Thursday's fun. TGIF's next. Yay! <laughs> Workshop on that one.
1: Uh, Yeah, I'd keep it in the shop for a bit.
2: Yeah. How's everybody doing?
3: Big day. You know, Kansas, taping things, (laughs) going downtown to cover the Arizona Cardinals later
2: today. That's right. Uh, All or Nothing, the new Amazon uh, (laughs) series that drops a multi-part documentary on July 1st. And it is, from what I understand, also done with uh, HBO Films. So you have that. Everybody's in good hands here. NFL films. NFL films, excuse me. This could be uh, the Hard Knocks full season type show we've always been waiting for. And they documented the right team, too, the 2015 Cards, uh, which – The team of ATL. team of ATL, a team that went all the way, obviously, to uh, the NFC title game. So, anyway, I'll be there tonight. Uh, There's also an open bar and uh, free food, hallmarks of things that the old Zeuser likes. Uh, So, I look forward to it. Meanwhile,
4: you abandon your softball team. Work. Duty calls. Duty calls. Coming off our best all-around game of the season.
2: Yeah, we played really well against a solid team, a, a 15-6 victory last week with David Ely, of course, suspended <laughs> uh, for his uh, malfeasance. So we are now 3-2. and two. If the season ended today, we would be in the playoffs. Um, so things are going well there. With me out of the picture tonight, uh, my consigliere, my own personal Don Zimmer, the great Hall of Fame softball player, Chris <laughs> Wessling, steps up into the managing chair, and he's got a big challenge against the undefeated Barney's Nooners. Oh,
4: we're gonna get we're gonna get killed. I'm just gonna play to have fun, put everybody in weird positions, and don't even let them get caught up in the competition because it's it's a mismatch. How do you know? What if they're missing a, a rash of players? I I will be able to
2: ascertain that based on my experience, when I watched them warm up. I'm going to stay out of this because, again, I gave Wes the team for the night. But what about the old Hoosiers, uh, Gene Hackman, you know, measuring the hoop? He'd be like, listen, it's the same diamond. We all get the same amount of outs here. I think you have to Anything trust my
4: 20-plus years of softball coaching experience mm-hmm. here. I know when to let, let it loose and have fun, and I know when to play competitively. You, you are the potentially the Bruce Arians
3: <laughs> to Dan's Chuck Pagano. Pagano, well-respected, well-liked. Um, Good analogy. But though. Arians, in the long run, he <laughs> took an opportunity. It was your analogy before the show, but someone had to use it.
2: I see how it works around here. <laughs> and I did. I also warned before the show, if we're going to run with this analogy, <laughs> I'll be sure to pounce on it if we do lose by 20 runs tonight. <laughs> Which that, is
1: I, fairly yeah. likely. But one, we'll see. One footnote, there was some like concern that maybe there wouldn't be enough players because there are a lot of people out tonight. Yeah. And people saying, oh, well, maybe we should get David Ealy back in the lineup. Now, come on. That's not what this team is about. We shot that down right away, and he will not see the field tonight. He's not allowed to be on the premises, and by the way, he organized a dinner for himself with a lady friend, so the guy could not care less about uh, the sport and his involvement in it. Well, I'm
2: happy for him, the date. We know
1: that the way the relationship ended with his college girlfriend,
2: that did significant (laughs) emotional damage to him, and even at the age of 28. He's still kind of recovering from that, so if there's another woman out there, maybe he could take this suspension and turn it into something that makes him a happier mm, person.
3: Massive long. Show. You know what could help the the damage is you mentioning it repeatedly on the podcast.
2: <laughs> I'm definitely coming up in his meetings with his uh, psychoanalyst. Um, okay, great show today. Pre grade A minus. Wow, mm. it's rare. Very excited. You know why I'm excited? Uh, because couple things first of all behind the glass first time in a while uh he is uh td whoa who is that guy Ah! (laughs) filling it right away he doesn't (laughs) even know how the dean scream works but (laughs) but we have not had td behind the glass in ages uh you're not even doing the sheck show anymore right TD?
5: I am i'm involved i'm always involved i, I stay involved but uh, i'm not on a day-to-day Sheck show I'm handling are,
2: that right are now. you trying to become a shadowy league figure is that
1: what's going on here
5: not at all i'm always going to be a man of the people that's what mm. I strive for you're but not uh, involved
1: with any people at the company right now you' you've you've remo- <laughs> taken yourself out of every equation that has to do with the podcast
5: no i'm still very much in the podcast world here at mm. work here doing my own you know doing this little show at home as well so that's called, that's you
3: called you expert middle management there's many people at this company where if you really Really dig down deep. It's confusing what, what they do at all. You just- <laughs>
1: well, it's not confusing. It's very little masked as much.
5: Well, there's that. I mean, We're know, looking busy is a hard
2: job to do. We're hashtag blessed here, TD. Nice platform. Why don't you give a little plug for your uh, basketball podcast? Oh,
5: thank you, Dan. I, yeah. so nice. Uh, Make It Take a Podcast. Uh, it's a podcast I started with uh, Cal Montgomery, who covers the Clippers for Fox Sports, and Laura Murray, who's a researcher here at the NFL and an NBA guy. We learn from the best, I'll tell you that. We yeah. record a show after every big game right at night. Ray like they're on the NFL mm-hmm. podcast, tapes on Sundays. Smart. Doing it a week, so smart. smart. Lawl Murray knows his stuff. He does really, yeah. really good.
2: So check, make sure you check that out. So TDS here, I'm excited about that. Also excited, the return of Win
5: Wes's toaster. Told you guys, I'm a little bit rusty. So, but uh, <laughs> right. well, here we go.
2: Win Wes's toaster. And you know, if Wes is involved with the, to- it's not even Wes's toaster. Greg, as you know, and no. I know you're not excited about today. Pre, pre, great show of C minus from uh, Greg
3: <laughs> Rosenthal. Well, when when Damashek's toaster. Everyone forgot about and no one asked uh, to have back on the show. <laughs> wow, Greg <laughs> rolls right off the tongue.
2: Uh, so if if Wes is going to try to get that toaster back, that w- should give you a little hint of a guest who might be showing up a little later. <laughs> but we'll get to that. For now, let's do some news. Td. <laughs> oh, no.
5: Hey, everyone. <laughs> I could have passed up opportunity to, to drop some superhero knowledge for just for West specifically. That's Spider-Man: The Civil War saying. Uh, hey everyone.
4: Yeah, I think that like most of our listeners under 10 will appreciate your drop there, T. <laughs>
2: they will. <laughs> All right, let's start with some money matters and uh, the quarterback Andrew Luck, who has a chance to become the richest man in the NFL which is quite an achievement. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported that slowly over the course of several conversations since February, the two sides, the Colts and Andrew Luck, have been moving closer on the terms of a potential deal that would no doubt make Luck the highest paid player in league history. Currently, that player is Joe Flacco, somewhat surprisingly. That's how you cash in, baby, uh, who is earning $22.13 million per year on his current extension. Highly unlikely Luck will accept anything below that. Um, rap sheet goes on to say that this deal could reach 25 million per year uh, given his age productivity and leverage uh, he's on his fifth year option right now where he's making over 16 million uh, we'll start with this Wes one of the best young quarterbacks in the league coming off a season where he got hurt and also was not good Uh, before he got hurt, would that give you any pause if you were in the front office of the Indianapolis Indianapolis Colts?
4: No, it wouldn't, and I understand why. To me, the most intriguing part of Ian's report was that the holdup originally was that Jim Irsay wanted to sign him to a 10-year deal. Hmm. They want him locked up for the rest of his career, and that tells you how good he is. I know that he he was disappointing last year even before the season-ending injury, but that's seven games. And what I saw on tape for 50-something games in his first three seasons, to me is a litmus test for how how well your eye can gauge a football game. He's a no-doubt stud, and I I think he's exactly what you build around in the NFL. I mean, we have the NFL honors at the end of the year, and I'm
3: sure everyone wants to win those. But being the highest-paid player in the league, that is the ultimate NFL honor. I don't know if that's what gets Andrew Luck out of bed in the morning or not, but that is... That is reaching the pinnacle of your sport, and it sounds like he's going to get more than $25 million a year. And I've heard some people say, well, this, this isn't great news for a Colts team that is very top-heavy, I guess you could call it. You know, there's some big weaknesses on the defense, on the offensive line, but that that's stupid logic. He's underpaid. All top 15 quarterbacks, to me,
1: are underpaid, even in a salary cap, so it doesn't matter. Just give him the money. This is a highly noxious time of year because we're going to have to file multiple stories about like six or seven players that are between June and July about to sign big deals. And I don't care until it happens we're, we have had so much information yeah. about player X wants to sign this deal. It's going to make them the richest play. Just do it. There's going to be no end to richest paid player in the league Year after year, this happens uh,
2: in honor of you, Mark Sessler. Let's move on to our next news item. Von Miller and the Broncos are at an an impasse over guaranteed money as they work towards a mega deal that would make Von Miller potentially the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL. The Broncos had reportedly set a 10 p.m. Tuesday deadline to reach an (laughs) agreement, which is funny, uh, but they have not pulled the offer. This is all coming from NFL media's James Palmer, who has a source informed of the negotiations? The Broncos are reassessing their position, and negotiations remain ongoing, uh, Palmer said. Uh, right now, Miller is set to play under the franchise tag, which is under 14 million dollars. Uh, of course, Von Miller, Super Bowl 50 MVP, absolute monster stud. This is gonna get done, right? I think we have to come up with a new word for soft deadline because that's
4: there's no deadline at all. It was like a wish cast right. or suggestion.
3: Well, and supposedly it's the second time the Broncos have done this. you got to do it by this day or, uh, or it's not going to happen. I think they wanted to get him in for the mini camp. That's not going to happen. There is a real deadline. July 15th is literally the deadline for a long-term deal for him this year or else he'd have to uh, – play under the franchise tag or sit out the year. But what you were talking about, Mark, I couldn't agree more. And Von Miller is the perfect example. We have seen seven different reports in the last three days from every media outlet, and everyone's carrying different pails of water for different sides of the negotiation. Oh, Von Miller's going to sit out a year. Oh, they didn't actually reject the deal. They accepted it. Like, all this stuff is just it's just semantic nonsense. I agree.
1: It's It's interesting, one thing, with the Broncos because they can – think about paying this kind of a player this money because they're suddenly not having to pay Peyton Manning the money he was getting. They're not going to have to pay a quarterback that much Or Brock, for that matter. Yeah.
2: Moving on. I really hope that you did not purchase a Austin Safarian Jenkins jersey after he went in the second round of the 2014 NFL Draft to the Bucks because things are not going well uh, between those two sides. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end was sent off the practice field Thursday. Uh, Coach Dirk Cutter told reporters uh, he was sent home because he, quote, didn't know what he was doing, according to the Tampa Bay Times. Cutter added that the issues are, quote, between us and just to give you an idea of how ugly this got after he was sent off the field, Sverian Jenkins posted a tweet which read in all caps moving on. He since deleted that tweet, but you get the feeling that the two sides well, we know for a fact are in a terrible place, Greg.
3: Well, I I'm now that I think about it, maybe he meant moving on like he needed to move past this bad day on the team, not that he's moving on from the team, but it doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. The the main story here is that Wes's boy Cameron Brait is there. They have Luke Stocker who who they play kind Stocky. of clocking tight end. And Safarian Jenkins was a
4: promising looking player who looks like he's gonna get passed. I mean, you love you like this guy Braight. I do. When I rewatched all of Jameis Winston's plays for our redrafting series, Brait really kinda of jumped out as me as a guy who's more reliable than Jenkins. Jenkins has had maturity issues since he got to the NFL. If Brait has an obvious rapport with Winston. He's more athletic than you would think for an undrafted player out of Harvard. So I think I think this ASJ's loss is Brate's gain. And in Cotter, Dirk Cotter, their new coach, who was their coordinator, has made it clear he's a Brate
3: fan. I don't think you even need to read between the lines that Brate is, is likely to start over Safarian Jenkins. I
1: like the move for Dirk Cotter because it's I'm a new coach. You know, people around here, some might still look at me as the offensive coordinator that just took the job. you got to drop a couple big vocal hammers in front of the press to show who's in control. Now we have Braid expectations. That was like Sessler's
3: strategy uh, the day I was gone. He wanted to set a tone. I'm not, you know, when he's manning the shop for me on Monday, you know, he's going to drop some bombs on you. Whatever's you know, necessary. Yeah.
2: Shiny apples. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Let's talk about another second-round pick. Uh, bad news for the Saints. And <sighs> Paoli Kakaha. It's pretty close. The pass rusher suffered a torn ACL, uh, Ian Rappaport reported um, – in his second season, the number forty-four overall pick will miss all of twenty sixteen with the injury. Um, this is something obviously a big setback uh, for Kikaha and the Saints, who are trying to fix this defense, which was an absolute mess last season. Chris Wesley.
4: Yeah, I think it's problematic because the Saints don't have depth at defensive end, and they didn't. They got a few things for their defense in free agency, but they didn't get a pass rusher.
3: Right. He wasn't a pass rusher last year. He was a strong side linebacker, and they moved him to defensive end because they needed it so bad, and now they're kind of back,
1: back where they started. The loser here, Dennis Allen. This defense has the potential to really suck, and the winner is Rob Ryan, who after flaming the guy in a massive Q&A is not there anymore and won't have his name attached to this fired tire fire. Do you think Rob Ryan is happy about this injury? I don't think he's happy specifically about the injury. I think he's happy about anything that comes close to misfortune in New Orleans. Well, they <laughs> took they took three Probably guys it. in the first three
3: rounds last year on defense, right? So they're moving one guy's out for the year. Stephon Anthony had some good moments, but they're moving his position too. Uh, PJ Williams looks pretty good. I mean, they they keep just drafting all all defense all the time, and eventually, you would think they would get a little better and they'd hit on some guys. CC Mickey Loomis
2: in. Yeah. Uh, other ACL news, Greg. The Patriots lost Michael Williams to a, torn a- left ACL wow. practice. Old He'll Williams making the show. likely be placed on injured reserve. What will the Patriots do at tight end this season? That's my question.
3: You know, I liked uh, what I heard about Michael Williams, the old tight end kind of sixth offensive lineman blocking guys, so Jumbo tight end. I don't want to make light of uh, his injury. Uh, you, you know, he was the new Michael Huma Nawanui. Better than Huma. We needed a new version of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite guys. Uh, favorite names in NFL history.
2: In other news, big news, Cam Newton is ditching the dab. The Panthers quarterback told WFNZ Radio on Thursday morning he will bust out a new touchdown celebration in 2016. Newton said, I have put that aside. He told uh, Black and Blue Review, I have time. I have until September to find a new celebration.
5: Look at my dab. Look at my dab.
2: Too bad we didn't
4: have the video rolling in here.
2: Let's throw it over to the kissing cousins who have hot takes, I'm sure.
4: Preening Mark II. I mean. It's going to be some form of preening. All right, great.
1: I uh, basically, uh, through NFL's, NFL's mail system, sending a bottle of whiskey to Patcher for offering to cover this story because I did not <laughs> want to write about this. Why not? I it's it seems to me that if any if you're going to attach your celebration to a song of the hour isn't it obvious that you wouldn't go back to the next season that thing is old it's already old news thanks Cam Newton it is June this we cannot get to September fast enough enough but
3: this you know this as celebrations go this is postworthy i mean this may be up there I with that. the most famous celebrations in NFL history not to mention the cultural impact he made people are dabbing all over the world, largely because of Cam Newton. Hillary Clinton once dabbed.
1: Oh my. God. Yeah, but it's getting exponentially dumber with each oh, of I these agree. new layers of people doing it. I agree. I'm just I'm excited. Dan, what do you think? um What do you think his new celebration is going to be?
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't really care either, to be honest with you. But it <laughs> d- these things do. That's
1: a coup d'état to get Dan to say that.
2: They are cyclical, and because uh, you remember back in the 2012 season uh the gangnam style remember when everybody was doing that <laughs> yeah. dance and that was it became exhausting because everyone was doing it um now, you know the dabbing song's over now so it's over that's fine never really about the song it's,
1: it's over so TD okay. starts playing it they were
2: playing this like crazy Super Bowl I Told y'all was it. rusty as as my role on the party beat Super Bowl week that song was in every club mm-hmm. just and people were dabbing it had its moment look at my.
3: Well, the, if nothing else, Wes, you have to give credit to the lyricism.
2: <laughs> As a Joni Mitchell <laughs> fan, Wes.
4: Yeah, I mean, who wrote that? Bob Dylan? <laughs> There's some heavy parallels. Leonard Cohen's finest song, right there.
2: Uh, finally, in the news, Michael Crabtree, the uh, Oakland Raiders wide receiver, says that Derek Carr reminds him of Brett Favre. Uh oh, what's alert.
0: that? Trope alert.
2: A gunslinger, Crabtree said? He's always going to be a gunslinger, and I love that. An old Brett Favre-type quarterback. He reminds me of Brett Favre, and Brett Favre's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Greg, this one's a big-time trope, isn't it? Uh,
3: Not only gunslinger, but especially Brett Favre. How many quarterbacks over the last 10 years have been compared to Brett Favre? 35? 35, (laughs) 35,000 is is the He is the go-to
4: comparison. Well, last year the go-to comparison for the exact same quarterback Was Aaron Rodgers? Mm. Remember James Jones was calling him Aaron. Just put uh, Derek Carr in the Hall
3: of Fame right now. No one's ever like he's the next Dan Marino. You know what I mean? Let's get you know.
1: Let's put the next Jason Campbell. Why does everyone need to be the next this or that? Why can't he just be him? And no one can he be the next
2: Derek Carr?
1: Or yeah, I mean, sure.
4: All these, all these first round quarterbacks or early second round. No one ever says he's the next J. J. P. Lossman.
2: Right. Wait, are, <laughs> we, are we? He's s- the next Steve Deberg. Are we slowly Solid. some corrective steering here over to Warren Sapp's side of the argument? It's like, listen, Timmy Jernigan,
1: don't try to be oh. number ninety nine. Try to be number ninety seven, Timmy Jernigan. That's uh-huh. a. I didn't expect that argument or that entire storyline to pop back up into the <laughs> podcast, but you've done a good job there.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what's happening in the news. All right, Wes. Now, before we bring in uh, our next guest, let's just talk about, let's reset the deck a little bit here. Um, You historically have been a dominant trivia player in Win West's Toaster, Game of Skill and Valor. And then uh, now here is your chance at redemption. Would you call this a redemption shot for you? Is this your uh, rumble in the jungle?
4: I wouldn't, no. I I don't think so. I think that... I think that my my work for, speaks for itself. Well, I think if if
3: you're comparing him to Ili, I think it would be more like the latest uh, fights of his career after he had already lost the title two, oh. two times. I because think Wes, Wesleyan has lost the title two times. Uh, and they, the second time to Sheck.
4: Famously, I mean, I'm undefeated against uh, against. That, oh. But my match against you was a great match. That was just good trivia. My match against Sheck, first of all, was all Super Bowl trivia, which is... Not something I'm ever going to be good at is right in Sheck's wheelhouse. Also, I wasn't into it that day. Mm. I got fat. I didn't prepare. I think something Douglas was going Hall. on in my personal life at the time, and I just wasn't into the show.
1: Are you? Do you feel like you prepared this time? Do you no. care? No. No, but I feel like I – Okay, that's a good turn of events. No, but I feel like
4: I'm strong enough to beat Sheck if the questions are fair.
2: All right, so what, a little bit of subtle finger pointing going on there, but at the same time, confidence is still there. <laughs> Well, there's no doubt there's an energy in the air right now. A buzz like a big (laughs) heavyweight fight. So, TD, do we have anybody behind the glass that uh, is ready to make an entrance?
5: Yes, we do. Here he comes.
2: Uh Oh, that that's Dave Damoshek's music. (laughs) Oh, man, look at the swagger. Oh, now for the audience at home. Deck is rolled in, holding the toaster. He just stuck it in Wes's face, an act of disrespect right out of the Ali handbook. Sweet, sweet toast. Bet you wish you could take a bite, don't you, Wes? Wow. The the true swagger of a champion on display here.
6: It was really for show anyway on Tybee. We
1: don't Ooh.
2: have outlets to plug electronics <laughs> in Ooh. We cook with fire. Ooh, electricity burn. <laughs> you are, uh, you know, you are almost like the Muhammad Ali of the toaster game mm. in that you're the guy that you, you come to win, you mm. win, and then you talk a ton of trash. Where, Wes, you're more like the quiet, dignified champ.
4: Well, it's giving me a lot of benefit of the doubt. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I would say Sheck would be more like.
3: Uh, Leon Spinks, like a champion who, after he wins oh, it, everyone yikes. loses interest in the sport.
6: A fra- you're calling me a fraudulent champion. And by the way, what are you wearing, Rosenthal? It's time for an upgrade. In the, in the, your wife and I got together and talked about it. It's time for you to upgrade uh, the robe.
2: Don't steal Helly's bits from downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so true. for those of you that might not be aware of uh, win West's toaster, it is a game of skill and valor, uh, but really it's a trivia game. It's an NFL trivia game, and we've played it, I don't know, much to Greg's chagrin probably a dozen times by now over the last couple of years. And Wes has been dominant at times, but he's had a couple stumbles across the, along the way, and his latest stumble was perhaps the most – humiliating after vanquishing Sheck in the past very easily treating Sheck like almost a hamnagger a jobber Sheck shocked the world with a 2 to 1 victory uh, a couple of months back and he walked out of the room with the toaster and we've waited months like we've waited months for Sheck to give us our sandwiches from uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. What, go yes. get my lunch. I do have Why to. Why don't be, we address I, that real quick?
6: I, listen, I'm happy to do it, but uh, but the ATNers have become prima donnas. You know, they're like, <laughs> oh, well, they, they, what I mean, What are you averaging? Collect. I mean, each of you does about like uh, two hours worth of work daily. Is that about wow. it? Wow. Like, if you're not here,
4: like, oh. No, our job has become more like yours. Is that right? Yeah. I wish. <laughs> oh, I mean, well. But, what? You know what that's like,
6: toiling. Uh, I mean, that's just yeah. six, seven days a week, you know, restless nights. coal mine work. Yeah.
2: Shaq thought or believed that Peyton Manning would have a front office job by the 2016 <laughs> NFL draft, and we all took, took him up on it. Four sandwiches on the line. Uh, the draft was, what, two months ago now? All right, listen. I owe, listen, I owe West sandwiches
6: from a year ago with – I said that Ryan Mallett would start 12 games, I believe. I don't think he – uh, well, he got a little close with the Ravens. Yeah, like there. four or five. Sleeps yeah, till twelve. He
4: got halfway there.
6: Um, and there's another one. So I West. Yeah, at the East two. That stands. Peyton
4: Manning would not lead the Broncos to the playoffs.
6: Oh, that's what it was. The Broncos wouldn't make the playoffs. That one came very
2: close to coming. That was, it did come close. In week 16. Everybody forgets this now, but the Super Bowl champions or champions, as Dave says, uh, in Week 16 at like halftime, they were kind of in line to miss the postseason outright to go from a chance of being the one seed to the
1: seven. Real things that happen in sports. Sheck, one question for you. I mean, you've had how? What is it? Four or five months that you've had uh, the toaster. He's been sitting on it. Yeah, well, exactly. Have you taken it home? Made food, made toast. Uh, or I mean, have you treasured the trophy? You could make us a sandwich with it. Well, no, it it <laughs> took a little bit of effort here, um,
6: to uh, to get it, but I had it affixed uh, as my hood ornament on my car, <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was you know it was a real uh, uh conversation starter out on the roadways. There. You're
2: attached to it. This Pro toast just- elite. This isn't any toaster. This toaster, if you for each of the thirty two NFL teams, if you want to put that team's logo on your toast, you can do it. And I don't know how they do it, but it's magic. And that's why it's a it magic grand prize. Yes. All right. I think it's time. For what? To talk about it. Well, listen, you the it's not quite statute of limitations, but you needed to. When, when are we going to talk switched. about
6: your weird fans that tweet me <laughs> their bile? Like, I have any interest in? Uh, <laughs> We're not aware of that. <laughs> what do they say? You have no idea about what? No, uh, you know the the just uh, the the unsolicited uh, attacks against uh, against Damashek. We don't. Su- we don't
2: support that. We love Shack.
6: Let me tell you something <laughs> about this. Go get my lunch, guy, Nick Fortier. Ooh. Have, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. he's taking Coming shots at you. you. He, no, he just he, he told me like uh, the toaster belongs to one of the
2: heroes, or Damashek,
6: and that hurt my feelings. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, let's get into it. Uh, this is the game.
1: What game? Wes's toaster.
2: Or win Sheck's toaster.
6: How do you know I haven't retired the toaster?
2: Because well, we can right.
6: play for Wes's hairdryer. All right,
2: that's fair. What about
6: his? What about his? Uh, win Wes's George Foreman uh, grill. What about that? <laughs> win when, when, uh, big, big green egg. Win win Wes's cake batterer. I well, listen. The toaster <laughs> belongs to me, sir. It's my toaster. Win one, one of Wes's thirty-seven plaid shirts. <laughs> The toaster formerly known as Chris Wesslings. You well,
2: understand? How about this? <laughs> as the commissioner here, I will say that you've had the title for a long time now. You've had the toaster. You have not You have not put the title on the line. No. And it's gotten to the point where either you have to go, go for a matchup right now or we're going to have to strip you of the toaster, which is not a dignified way to go out as champion. I'm not going to sit here and take your threats.
6: Start the game. Oh, I I'll like play it. your game. All right, I'll dance. This yeah, uh, it doesn't suit me though. It takes me it takes me seventeen minutes to say hello to somebody. I let alone answer five or six Part questions.
2: In That's what suited minutes, you right? fine last time. That's what made it such an upset last time around. Now, as we know. Um, Mark Sessler is the official timekeeper. Uh, Right. How uh, much time is it that we time? 60 seconds. 60 seconds. (laughs) It's been a long time here. Six questions, 60 seconds. Both players get the same six questions, one out of the room while this happens. Uh, If they tie, we go to the timer who got those questions uh, done in a faster manner. So you also want to stop the clock at a certain point if you don't want to hear a question you missed or passed on. And then Greg Rosenthal is, of course, the official scorer. Has
6: anyone vetted these questions? Because I yes. listen. Yes. I don't mind reminding everybody. If you're a longtime listener of the program, which I'm, by the way, glad that uh, you guys are still doing. I think it's neat to <laughs> find out that uh, you're you're still working at Hanging it. In there. Good for you guys. Um, <laughs> the qu- line of questions that I lost to West the first time I I played the game. We're along the lines of what nutritional supplement did Dick Butkus uh, <laughs> advocate for? I don't. What do I know? What is that? A that's not trivia. That's trivial. You say it's a big difference. And the same thing. What is? Who's the corporate sponsor
2: of the Dolphin Stadium? What do I? What, what does that have to do with anything? Some life answer. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say enjoy this podium while it less. All right. Yeah. All
6: right, listen. That's fine. You know what? I'm like Reggie Jackson. You know. If, if they ain't booing, they don't know who you are. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah.
2: Fine, I'm on right. enemy soil. So be it. Well, how I'm going to rise to the this. This is Christmas Day in Russia. That's how Sheck feels right now. But I will say this. Since Sheck is the champ, it's only right that he gets to decide whether he answers first or second.
6: I respect home field advantage, and uh, so Wes is the home team. So I guess I'll right. well go first, right? Isn't that uh, the preference? So Wes likes to go second? Yes, he I'll play. I'll I'll dance. I'll play your game. All right, Wes, <laughs> be gone, buddy. I just want to say right. best wishes to you, Chris West. Wes, is great. there an area because last, Also, that was another weird that's one. So when I win the toaster, the... oh well, the subject was the Super Bowl. As though that's some that's some random uh, fringy <laughs> fringy thing to talk about on a football show. The su- the 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 most important game in the sport. Like how dare you <laughs> ask questions about that? Well, that's I don't know if Dave actually deserves credit for winning questions about the Super Bowl.
2: It's fair it's bringing it's up, up some uh, solid points. All right, Dave. So here we go again. 60 seconds. If you uh, want to pass on a question, you could say pass, and we could come back to it. Or after the sixth question, you say stop the clock because, remember, that's the tiebreaker.
6: Can I tell you? I want to admit something to you.
2: I'm already getting a little dewy at the (laughs) prospect of of competing right now. That's true. And we do vet the questions. Both Sessler and Rosenthal signed off on them. Mark, you said that they were tough but fair. That's essentially what my message was.
6: Sessler is a man of integrity. Thank you. You're the only one here.
2: That's true. All right. I said nothing Uh, about anyone else. The question, Mark, the the timer starts when uh, TD starts. The ominous background music. Adrian Peterson and Doug Martin finished 1-2 in rushing yards last season. Who finished third? Todd Gurley. Vince Ferragamo came out of nowhere to lead the Rams to the Super Bowl in the 1979 season. Who was the starting QB whose injury gave Ferragamo his chance? Pat Hayden. This guy went from ball boy to PR intern to offensive assistant to, at 35 years old, the NFL's youngest head coach in 2006. John Harbaugh. Aaron Rodgers was one of three quarterbacks taken in the first round of the 2005 NFL draft. Who are the other two?
6: Alex Smith and, uh, boy, oh boy, um. Uh, mark Sanchez in
2: 2015 this wide receiver set the NFL record for most receptions in his first two seasons 10 seconds
6: uh, d- d- uh DeAndre Hopkins
2: four running backs have been named the NFL MVP since 2000 name them. Time. Uh, I t- time i I took two
6: too I didn't even hear that wide receiver one 2014 and 2015 most catches by a wide receiver in the history
2: of the league uh but
6: oh Odell Beckham for
2: the first two seasons you got well, you started out out of the gate. Wait a second! What then?
6: was the last one? I, so I'm curious.
2: <laughs> You'll hear it. You'll hear it. All right. You got the first two right. Okay, and then you went down in flames. So how did I you miss
6: that? Uh, the the easiest. I mean, that's the easiest question I think I've ever experienced on uh, on Wes's toaster. Which one
2: are you but, talking don't, about? Don't think. I'm not going don't to. But that was one sorry. was. All right, now, Shaq, if you would honor the game and play a little poker now, don't let the old man know. Here comes Chris Wessling now back into the room, wearing all plaid. In fact, we went to the bar to watch the the basketball game last night, and I parked next to Wes's car, and hanging in the back seat on a hanger was, guess what, a plaid shirt. I was like, is that, is that Wes's car? I was like, that looks like his car. And there's a plaid shirt hanging. I was like, it still looks. And then I look around the front seat, and on the front seat, there's a stack of printed papers about <laughs> NFL, like, NFL history. I was like, this is the most Wesling car ever. It could be no other. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Wes, now is your chance. It is all it has all come to this, and and do you want to know how many Sheck got? know uh, because you're not going to tell me anyway. Okay, you're right. I was not going to tell you. That was a test to try to throw you off your game. But no more uh, games uh, now. The only game. Here we go. Chris Wessling. Adrian Peterson and Doug Martin finished 1-2 in rushing yards last season. Who finished third? Todd Gurley. Vince Farragamo came, came out of nowhere to lead the Rams to the Super Bowl in the 1979 season. Who was the starting quarterback whose season-ending injury gave Farragamo's chance? Ron Jaworski. This guy went from ball boy to PR intern to offensive assistant to a 35 years old, the NFL's youngest head coach, in 2006. Uh, Pass. Aaron Rodgers was one of three quarterbacks taken in the first round of the 2005 NFL draft. Who were the other two? Alex Smith and J.P. Lossman. In 2015, this wide receiver set the NFL record for most receptions in his first two seasons. Odell Beckham. Four running backs have been named the NFL MVP since 2000. Name Ten them. Ten seconds. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I'm changing that instead of Odell Beckham. Four running backs have been named the NFL MVP since
4: 2000. Name them. Adrian Peterson, Ladanian Thomas, and Priest Holmes. Time. Uh,
2: All right. Now, Greg Roosevelt, this is very interesting. This is history right now. And win is toaster. Greg Roosevelt is the official scorer. Chris Wessling said originally his answer was Odell Beckham for who has the most receptions ever in their first two seasons, and then he went back and changed it to Jarvis Landry, which is indeed the correct answer. Mm. People, uh, Greg, will you allow that? We've never—have we ever done that before?
3: That we have. Done there should that. be rules to that. I think
6: that's have fair. Done that but you in get the, the end, answer before the clock. In expires. the end,
3: uh, this, uh, I am to going to, to accept that. Okay, all right, and then so when—where do, does that leave? That leads Chris Wesseling with two correct answers. He didn't have any time left. That means it's a tie.
2: Whoa. And the toaster stays with Sheck. Wow. Wait a I second. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> that's not the rule. <laughs> I'm making it the rule. It's a sudden death. Oh. Sudden death. Question. Everything on the line.
6: Holy hell.
2: Whoa. So wait, whoever answers first?
6: Yes. That's too much pressure for me.
2: Oh, my God. I'm a
6: delicate it. flower. I can't handle that much. It's
2: all on the line. All right, before we get into the uh the sudden death round let me just go through those answers Todd Gurley yes finished third in rushing as a rookie Pat Hayden was the quarterback that started that season for the Rams before eventually Farragut former took USC over. star Eric Mangini was the head coach at 35 years old surprised you guys didn't get that one very I was, surprised uh, I wasn't even I was thinking about the question I blew before that uh Alex Smith and Jason Campbell picked the pick after Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers by the Redskins uh, Jarvis Landry, 194 catches in his first two seasons. And the four running backs, Marshall Falk, Sean Alexander, Falk in 2000, Alexander in 05, Tomlinson in 06, and Peterson in 13. Hmm. So, now, tough questions. Those
6: were those were uh, tough, but fair. Kind of tough there. The I'm Jarvis Landry one was a great pull to go back and get that one um what was that there was a there was another one that was pretty interesting but anyway but uh yeah oh the the J.P. losman answer he's a great answer to the trivia question of who was the fourth quarterback taken you feeling
1: good check that in you, the historic Ot four you, you came out of this tide you didn't get wiped you came out of it showing showing well
6: yeah it's funny because I would have said my John Harbaugh answer was I thought he had a similar sort of background that he started out as a ball boy was somewhere or something like that but anyway
2: all right, guys, I I've quickly, like a good host, thought of a tiebreaker question, and this is unprecedented. Can we get a little uh, drama, Muse? The first person to answer, and again. A lot of tension here. Mark, you will be the judge here who well, jumps it first if it's close because you have the best angle. All right, whoever I get answers a question. Here we go. Here it comes. First one to answer the 2004 NFL draft Eli Manning went first overall Philip Rivers went fourth overall name one of the players picked in between that's a good question
0: <sighs>
2: Yeah, get one guess by the way
6: 2004
2: one of those players was a wide receiver. Andre Johnson. Wes is incorrect. Give us an so answer. So now I have all the time in the world. All the time in the world. Oh. We'll put you. We'll put this you is on. called the speed round, right?
6: Says who? Speed round? Nothing. No one said anything about how fast. The speed was whether or not I could beat Wes. He's you giving have his seconds. answer. Twenty seconds. You have twenty seconds. I
4: don't know about that. Can
2: I guess again?
6: Receiver, you
2: say? You have five seconds to answer the question. Larry Fitzgerald. Yep. Oh, oh, he oh, got that it! That is the correct answer! Sheck keeps the toaster! Sheck keeps the toaster! She keeps the toaster. <laughs> she keeps the toaster! She
1: keeps the toaster! Pit background pays off again! Don't City feel, of Champagne! Don't feel bad because everyone forgot about Robert Gallery.
4: <laughs> oh, wow.
2: <laughs> um, Dave Damashek, who is already, I, I should have mentioned this earlier, is flying high because his Pittsburgh Penguins are up 3 1 in the Stanley Cup finals with a chance to clinch tonight at the Igloo?
6: It's at the Igloo, yeah. That's ah, wrong.
2: I, I think uh, yeah, everything's coming
6: up black and gold right I mean, now- Damashek
3: is the winner, but the real winners here are people like me who have been hoping for this segment to die from day one. It's dying
6: a natural death. I got to get out of here. You're done. Greg's right. gone. He walks off. He
2: has a rendered, corporate eating
6: Rendered irrelevant by uh, by Damashek owning the title. How right. much can we let's, respect
2: a sport that has let's, that? Let's throw it over to Chris Wessling. Uh, Mark, how about you do the sideline interview with Wes, the losing uh, player in today's game?
1: Chris, you, you came right down to the end, uh, but in an unprecedented spot for you. How how do you come back from this? Do you want to come back? Are you over? Are you done? That's the big news of the day. I do not want to come back from this.
4: I'm mean, going to announce my retirement. I just realized the passion isn't there anymore. Whoa. I don't care whether I win or lose. I just don't care about that toaster. Wow. You realize that's You are that
1: you can not manufacture love. This is one of our Cornerstone podcast segments, <laughs> and you're you're willing to let that just sail off. Well, you know, maybe people have come
4: out of retirement before. I, I don't see it happening anytime soon. You know, no good comes out of that. Yeah,
2: I just I don't I don't see uh, I don't see it as something I care
4: about. Dan Hans is
2: here, Westwood One. Uh, Wes, you say that you don't care, but I see it in your eyes. It seems like you're upset about how that played out.
4: I I don't ever like to lose at anything, but I realized while you were asking the questions that I it was just like last time. I wasn't focused. Mm-hmm. There was no burning intensity there. I just don't really care one way or another about whether I have the toaster or not.
1: Post toaster career plans for Chris Wessling. Uh. L i v i n. I think it's interesting <laughs> that we don't even interview the two-time champion. Well, now we, just we go right. Yeah. No, you throw it back to me. Okay, on. Dan, back
2: to you. at Westwood one. All right, I'm here with the champion now, the defending, two-time defending toaster champion. How about you, uh, Sheck? How say you? Do you have more to prove, or are you walking away as the champion?
6: Well, I did it uh, as a uh, because of my generous soul. I decided to let the long-time and great champion of the sport try to reclaim his toaster. But uh, with this victory, I think I've solidified my spot in history, as I've said before, not unlike back in the mid-'90s. When I won my first Connect Four title, I won the, the World <laughs> Championship in Connect Four, that felt good because that was the inaugural competition, and nobody could take that away from me. But when it really started to mean something was when I won a second time. That you That then reaches another level. Two-time champ makes the bar even higher. I think I quit while well on my head here and, uh, and and walk away, you know. So I, you're I done, there. champ. You yes, say you're out. I have nothing left to prove in the sport myself. I'm going to go and eat the most delicious piece of toast. And wouldn't that be a neat turn? What are the rules <laughs> on uh, on the sandwich bets? What if I make Wes a grilled cheese Oof. with his old toaster? No, is, that, is that wrong? Is it that, has
4: to be a high-octane sandwich. Yeah,
2: that's the rule. It has to be high-octane. Oh, it does. Yeah.
5: Okay.
4: <laughs> well, it's going to be
2: tasty.
6: I try rubbing about it that. In What though. you're
4: saying is expensive. That's what you're saying.
2: Yeah, but that is nice. the code. I'll work. make no, I a delicious think, sandwich. I don't
4: think like a Wonder Bread uh, grilled cheese counts as high octane.
2: Right. We'll we'll figure all that out. Just so you, just a little hint. Uh, Shack, Can, uh, Cannibal opened up a Culver City location.
6: Oh, It's and delicious. Well, sandwich. your listeners surely know Handsome Hank Hodgson, it's and uh, you know he and I on our culinary tour across these United States, which you guys have been occasional participants mm-hmm. on. Yeah our fine meals in uh, football towns across uh, these United States. Yes, cannibal we ate at in New York and were sent to heaven. They, in fact, served their specialty that night, pig's head. And they said – With the said, eyeballs. A, free, a real pig? Who wants that? And they said, oh, yes, it's great because all the textures are so different. The ear is so different than the snout, which melts in your mouth. Yeah, can't said, get enough of that. That's not a cell job. <laughs> the, the melt in your mouth <laughs> snout of a, of swine.
2: Um, All right. So, yes, history was made here. uh, Chris Wesley announces his retirement from the toaster. Sheck, the champion, also sounds like very close to making a final decision or, in fact, has. He will also retire, which means the toaster uh, game could be over. Uh, But what an exciting way for it to go out. And We should get out of here now because there's nothing else that can be said, Mark.
1: No, I mean, this is kind of a historical moment in the podcast. And, uh, you know, I want to take some time. Just let it soak in.
2: Okay, so this is uh, Dan Hanza signing off for Mark Sessler. Who'd the Browns take a
6: for? I'm sorry. I, I just no, it's saying. fine. Helen Winslow said, I know. I just wanted to see if Sessler <laughs> <Cecil> remembered." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, don't do that
2: <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week with three more episodes. This is Dan Hanza signing off for the, for the Sizzler. I forgot about it. Quiet Storm. Uh, the Mailman, Sheck, the Champion, And the uh, Toaster. The the toaster, the boss, and TD behind the glass. Thanks for joining us again, baby. Till next week.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.